On this week's episode of The Fizz, we talk about our Detroit Lions and all the big news coming out of Ford Field. Where is Stafford going to go? How did we get to this point? What is the future of the team? Of course, we talk about Dan Campbell's crazy ass and biting kneecaps and everything else in between. After we touch on everything with the Lions, we move into our NFC and AFC championship games, break those down, and then give you guys our Super Bowl predictions before closing the show up with a little over-under. I'm really excited about this one, guys. A lot of high energy between me and JU. A lot to talk about. It's a good one, and I hope you guys are excited to listen as well. But before we get into all of that, I do want to tell you guys about Selva Tees. Selva Tees is the official sponsor of Champagne Athletics and the Fizz Podcast. They are a scrappy little tea company that just started up not too long ago, a couple weeks ago, in fact, and they decided to sponsor the Fizz. They have eight teas on their tea list right now, and I've tried every single one of them, and I love them. Two of them have caffeine. Six of them are non-caffeinated. They use herbs and spices from all over the forests and jungles all over the world. The people who started this company have a deep-rooted passion for health and the herbs the healing herbs of the jungle. So if you guys have a passion for that, a passion for this show, a passion for sports, or just simply want to feel better, detox, or have more energy throughout the day, try these teas. Guys, in the morning, I'm not going to lie, I start my day with a cup of coffee, but midday, I don't really want to go back to that coffee because it gives me a little a little bit of a pit in my stomach. I get the jitters a little bit. So what I do is I turn to one of these Selva teas, whether it's caffeinated or non-caffeinated. It is a nice change of pace, and it really has become a staple in my day, and I always have one right before I go to bed. They have ones called Good Vibes. They have one called Feel Better. They have a Minty Tea Tox. They have an Overtime Oolong. They have a lot of great options for you guys, ranging from small packages down to $4 all the way up to 20 bucks if you guys drink tea all the time. And the good news is, is by listening to this podcast and being a supporter of this, you guys can use the code fizz 10 for 10% off your first order. So go follow them on Instagram, go follow them on Twitter, go like them on Facebook and go to their website, selvatees.com. Use the code fizz 10 at checkout for 10% off your first order, support the podcast, support the website and support Selva Tees. I would really appreciate it. You guys Selva Tees, the roots of health begin in the jungle, but now let's get into the fizz. Chomp with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. Uh-huh. Chomp with yeah. straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then okay, pop Okay, we poppin' champagne pop like we won a championship game. Look like I got on a championship game. Cause I ball hard. Don't just be hard. I am the bird man. Yeah, I am the Hello and welcome to episode 55 of The Fizz. Thank you all for joining us this week a day early due to some scheduling things on my end. Wanted to bump this thing up and there's absolutely no shortage of things to talk about. Jay, you and I are on Zoom at our respective houses today because once again, my pussy ass did not want to go out in the snow to downtown Detroit. So, Jay, thanks for being here. How are we doing today? I'm good, Frank. How you doing? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. What a week in sports, and I feel like there is quite a spotlight on Detroit in general. Yeah, the definitely. World. Definitely. The, it, is, it has been a crazy week, you know, with Championship Sunday, which we'll get into. But, yeah, uh, the big sombrero 
<laughs> is on Detroit right now. And I got to say, I like a lot of the things so far. Yeah, there's definitely some things to be excited about. Um, I mean, without a doubt, without a doubt, like come August time, probably July, probably around July, I'll be I'll be drowning myself in Kool-Aid. It's going to be sickening. My skin's going to turn blue. Um, Honolulu blue. Correct. Yes, Honolulu blue with a touch of silver. I'm going to be losing my mind. That happens every year, but now I, I have a feeling this year it's going to be even worse just because, like, this is this is the biggest shakeup uh, we've seen in, you know, Detroit Lions – history history probably history but in a long time right right definitely and uh i was gonna ask uh you know are we having a moment of silence for you now or are we waiting a little later um i'm not sure what this is about i'm not sure what this is referencing yeah we'll find we'll figure it out later let's just yeah we'll see you'll know once it hits you okay well before we jump into um all of our sports stuff there's just a couple things that i wanted to bitch about you could call this my bad news to start the top of the show i'm just jumping right into it uh ju i've had i've had like a couple of days like i've just had like the last four days for me have just been kind of like a couple of days you know what i mean like i'm just kind of grinding through them here and (laughs) i i'm a very fortunate person i don't like to complain but i have just I just feel like I'm fighting a little bit of an uphill battle. You know, you're kind of just looking for the ball to bounce your way and I'm not getting it right. I'm not getting the, the pucks aren't bouncing my way right now, Jay. Yeah. Um, you had, you had a hell of a weekend. I see. Oh man. Saturday. Yeah. Saturday evening. Uh, homeowner stuff here, homeowner stuff, which stinks. Owning a home, owning a home is the American lie. Uh, people, you know, they say, they say it's the American dream. I call it the American lie. Uh, yeah, I spent all Saturday night and pretty much all of Sunday with my father-in-law just demasculating me as he <laughs> as he put in uh, a new water heater for us, uh, which is not fun money to spend at all. Uh, no, yeah. it's not. The, it's not the sexy money. No, not at all. I mean, not even picking out like a cool. Mo- There's no excitement around it. It's just it's a basic necessity. Uh, and I have like a dark, dingy, unfinished old basement and. Yeah, it was it was hell on earth. The thing just spouted off like the Belle Isle fountain and my basement started flooding and I had to take care of that pretty much all weekend. Um, and then today, snowing like mad, you know, before we got on this call, I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna I'm gonna snow blow the driveway real quick and knock her out, get something done, be productive, get a little exercise. Couldn't get the snowblower going. Changed out the gas like three times, siphoned it out, did all this stuff. Not a handy guy, know how to use YouTube, but just couldn't catch a break uh, with homeowner stuff pretty much for the last few days. See, that's what, yeah, that's where I'm, I'm not a handyman. And, um, you know, just like you said, you know, you spent the day, your father-in-law demasculating you. That would be the same thing with my father-in-law. My father-in-law is super handy. He can, he can do anything. Build a house. And, Mine could build a house. Right. And, you know, I can't do anything. No. So I'm, I'm smart enough. Like you actually try to do that stuff. I would just call <laughs> someone to do it. Yeah. I was like, dude, like at the end of the day, your water heater, I don't know what I'm doing. Let me just call someone in to get it done. The snow blow in the dry. Just call someone, dude. It's like 10 bucks. They come in with a plow in their truck, swipe, clean it up. And next thing you know, you have a clean driveway, dude. See, I don't know. I don't know what you, I don't know if you just called me smart man or you're better than I am. Like I, you know, I, I'm just, I'm, I normally make it worse when I try to do it on my own or figure exactly. it out. All right, and I get all, I get all pissed off. I start, you know, swearing at my wife, you know, I'm just, I'm just mad. I'm an angry guy when I try to do these things by myself. So really I just need to just get over it quick and just, 
call because I'm just going to end up spending the money anyways. Might as well save three hours of my life. Exactly. You could have been sitting nestled in watching championship uh, Sunday. Instead, you were down there with a wrench and some waiters on trying to <laughs> fix your water heater. Yeah, true, true. Definitely did save some coin, though, by getting my father-in-law involved. And I was at the mercy of his schedule. So, I and hey, whoa, geez, I really appreciate that guy. Holy shit, the <laughs> amount of work he had to do to get that thing in. Um, anyways, I digress. That's just how I'm feeling lately over the past couple of days just had some home owner issues some electricity shit just don't buy an old home you guys just don't do it or don't buy a house just keep fucking renting because then you don't have to worry about literally anything you, um, you know what you needed you needed to do on sunday after take a everything xanax, was done take a xanax no, you needed a nice cup of tea i did i did <laughs> and i did make one and i feel bad for selva tea because normally i do the weekly tea cap for them, you know, get a pump a couple more sales into their pipeline, but I did not get a daily tea cap done. But, you know, that is just the issue when, you know, you're a common man working a podcast. That's it. You know, they don't, they don't pay us the big bucks to do this. This is a passion project, Jay. It's a passion right here. He's just a common man. (laughs) (laughs) The son of a plumber. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that was, uh, you know, that was my last couple of days, but I think the tide is going to turn here. You know, uh, this thing comes out on Wednesday, middle of the week, everything's going to turn, you know, we're good. This podcast, I'm feeling great right now. So I'm just happy. So, to be here. so, so that was your bad news. Do you have any good news? Oh, uh, oh, actually I have more bad news. Uh, I have more <laughs> bad news, uh, sports related. Since we're not going to dive deep into them, I do have to mention it on this podcast, but more bad news, the Red Wings, Holy embarrassing, got their dick kicked in by the Chicago Blackhawks this weekend. Just absolutely did. Well, I don't even, what was it four to one and six to two? They got yeah. smoked. They got smoked by the worst team in the NHL and their rival, who's now in their division. That was pathetic. And on isn't top it, of, sorry, go ahead. Isn't it their only two, the, the Blackhawks only two wins? Is it a, Wings. Their only first two, their, their first two W's versus the Wings. Just a very tough look all around. Got absolutely smoked. And uh, Mantha, Man- Anthony Mantha, calling him out. He needs to play a lot better. He looks like shit right now. He looks, he looks like shit. So that was more bad news. Here's my good news. Larkin looked pretty good this weekend. Larkin scored some nice goals. He does look like the best player on the Red Wings, which is promising because he is our new captain. There's my good news. There you go. There you go. Your good news, bad news. Mm-hmm. I, I'll jump into it. Um, yeah, please. My my good news is something I'm excited for. I'm a little bit of a nerd for nerd. this. A little um, bit of a nerd. Yeah, but this is uh, <laughs> this is huge for me. It's uh, you know one of the big four is happening on Sunday, and I'm super excited. It's my second favorite pay per view. The WWE Royal Rumble. No it's, way. Oh yeah, Sunday night at seven eight. 7 p.m. I had no idea. This is so great. I had no idea you were a wrestling guy. Oh, huge, huge wrestling. I'm friends with a bunch of them. So, you know, <laughs> go to a bunch of shows. Last time uh, I had tickets when they were coming to the LCC. Um, LCA? Was, yeah, LCA. I don't know why I said LCC. Um, yeah, the LCA. And it was that day. I had my tickets. Talked to my boys that wrestled there. The night before, hey, man, the show's canceled. That's when COVID was really coming down. That was in March when they canceled everything. <laughs> when, it was really, when it was really coming down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just like, that's a funny way to put that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, my, my big four, the big four for WWE is obviously um, WrestleMania, 
the Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series, but Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, the top two for me. And it's this Sunday. That's crazy. So like, I know nothing about this. Like I followed wrestling, like very, even when it was like at its peak and I was like the perfect age to follow, I wasn't huge into it, but I did have uh, WCW versus NWO revenge, the video uh-huh. game for N64. Yeah. Um, and I used to play that a lot and I liked it. So who is, and I know you said you got a lot of friends, so, you know, I don't you know mean to put you on the spot here, but I totally mean to put you on the spot. Who is your favorite? Who's your favorite wrestler? Who's your guy? Oh, my guy, you know, growing up all the way through was, you know, I was a big Shawn Michaels guy. Okay. Um, you know, he doesn't obviously wrestle actively right now, but I'm a big Randy Orton guy. Okay. Um, John Cena, periodically when he comes in and out. Can't see him. Uh, you can't see him. <laughs> we both did it at the <laughs> yeah. same time. You got to do it. If you don't do it, what are you doing? Right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, those, those are the guys that are, you know, big right now and, uh, you know, excited about it. Hell yeah. Um, so, so like, yes. how, how'd you feel about like, you know, back in the day, like, you know, the guys I know, like Stone Cold, The Rock, you know, like the, the huge names, like the pop, the pop stars. Yeah. Yeah. They, I, I like the, I like big, you know, who wasn't a Stone Cold fan. Right. You know, everyone was a Stone Cold fan. Everyone liked The Rock, his catchphrases, everything yeah. like that. Um, You know, so, but that's the exciting thing about these big fours, uh, pay-per-views is, you know, a lot of the times, especially the Royal Rumble, you never know who could come. So some of those guys from back in the day can be coming in and, you know, being an entry in the Royal Rumble. And, you know, it just takes you back to your childhood days, you know, with your boys watching wrestling and just fucking going nuts. Yeah, no, I, I love it. Uh, yeah, I'm just you're bringing back some memories now. And I used to play that video game. I was always either Booker T. You remember Booker T? Oh, yeah. He's still in the WWE. He's an oh. announcer. Wow. Okay. Nice. And uh, Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio still wrestles today. That's that. I don't yeah. know how I feel about that. <laughs> no, he he's still good athletic. And the crazy thing is, his tag team partner is his son. Oh, okay. Little legacy yeah. there. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's exciting. I didn't know you're going to have to keep me updated on this stuff more because I didn't know you were into this, and you could totally oh. get me into this. Do you ever watch South Park, Jay? You ever watch it? A little here and there. I was into. Have you seen the wrestling episode? No, I. It's very funny. I'm gonna make you watch the wrestling episode. Uh, it's it just basically acts. It acts like wrestling is a play. They treat it like a play (laughs) because it's you know it's it's a joke that wrestling's fake. Right. Um, that's hilarious and awesome all at the same time. Oh yeah. That's your good uh, news. Yeah. So that's my good news. My bad news is um your Detroit Pistons. Oh, woof. We don't even talk about that. Just fucked me. I, I had them, you know, now <laughs> that gambling's legal now in Michigan. So, I, you know, I had a nice little three-game parlay going. It was the, the Sixers versus the Pistons, the Raptors versus the Pacers, and the Hornets and the Magic. I needed the, the Magic to win. I needed the Pacers to win. And I needed the Sixers to win. And the Pacers won. They beat the Raptors. The Magic beat the Hornets. And the Sixers lost to the Pistons. 104 to 119. Damn, cost, Pistons, me, cost me a few hundred. Pistons came to play. Yeah, you gotta be you gotta be careful with that. Basketball, man. N- NBA, man, any given night scares me more than any other sport, to be honest with you. Right. But you know, like I was like, you know, the Pistons suck and it's the Sixers. Like I thought of all games, I was worried more about the magic and and you know, game, but you know, everyone else pulled their weight except for the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, yeah, and that 
Yeah, well, they were supposed to lose. You wanted them to lose. So it's just, you know, you're putting my brain in a pretzel saying they didn't pull their weight. They won the damn game. <laughs> no, they were supposed to lose. They didn't pull their weight in my book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, before we get to your bad news, I feel like we got to jump in here. And it's something we totally should talk about is, you know, betting is legal now in Michigan. I'm, I'm a degen gambler. You saw, I mean, fuck, you're taking three game piston parlay. I mean, Jesus Christ. So, so you're obviously a degen gambler. So I downloaded like all the apps I knew of to download. I downloaded the Barstool Sportsbook by Penn. I downloaded M- BetMGM, uh, FanDuel, and DraftKings. Um, and I know, so like no, first right off the rip, uh, you know, if anybody's into the betting apps, like I did the recon for you. The only, but but I will leave out DraftKings. I like did not join DraftKings yet because I don't get a bonus until I deposit, and I was just using all the free plays of the other ones. <laughs> so DraftKings is is undetermined yet, but I will say without a doubt, uh, no question about this. Bet MGM is is the worst one by a country mile. Uh, yes, I agree. If, if anybody is who works there knows somebody who works there everyone I know is deleting that app and it's, it's like a mayday situation. You guys like need to fix that to, like tonight because it is, it is a PDF document that just keeps refreshing. <laughs> it is horrible. It is a dog shit app. It's terrible. And I just, I just had to, I have to get that out there. Yeah. I, I had issues with that early over the week. I even sent you a text about, you know, how do I receive my free credits and everything, but I finally got it. Um, the two that I have is the DraftKings and the BetMGM uh, okay. are the two that I have. And uh, it was obviously on the BetMGM that uh, the stones cost me. So, <laughs> so but I, so I will say the, I, I thought the Barstool one was the best one. Um, and then I started using FanDuel and I've never used FanDuel for anything. The fan duel right now is, is the, is the big dog in the clubhouse without a doubt. It's, it's just like the most intuitive app. It's the most user-friendly. It's easy to use and you can just build parlays like very quickly and easily. And it's so easy to see like five to win nine grand, you know? Right. Um, so I like fan duel the most barstool is pretty good, except it's got a very strict, um, very strict, like login. It, uh credentials like they're big on the safety which i appreciate but like every time i log in uh i gotta do like an email code or a text code that i gotta put in and it's like logging me out after like you know a minute of inactivity right so so that's that's one you can't be in a rush you know you gotta have your all your ducks in a row before it's not a quick (laughs) you know i have a tip i was about to start let me go Right. The, the one thing with the barstool one though, that they're just going to make like a fortune on uh, and especially like on nights like tonight, like, so tonight the Red Wings are tonight, the Red Wings are playing the Dallas stars. Dallas stars are an absolute wagon. I'm pretty sure they're undefeated. Uh, and barstool's like giving out this like artist hoodie. It's got this like graffiti artist hoodie that if you bet on the Red Wings, anyway, if you take them puck line at plus one and a half, or you take a money line, you get this hoodie free, but you have to minimum bet a hundred bucks. So it's, it's Tuesday night and your, what you're doing, I don't care how you have to put your betting mind in a pretzel. You're, you're spending a hundred dollars for this hoodie. Like exactly. Like that is what you're doing. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. So you're just buying a hoodie for a hundred bucks. Yeah. And we're talking like one of the best teams in the NHL Stanley cup finals versus the literal, uh, arguably the literal worst team in the NHL. And you're putting up a hundred bucks on them on a, on a Tuesday in COVID to, to go out there and, and, you know, hang with the stars. Hey, 
degenerate gamblers. Hey, exactly, exactly. Jay, what's your bad news? That was my bad news. The Pistons. Mm. My bad. I forgot. Got that mixed up. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting too far ahead of myself. I'm getting too fired up. Um, and speaking of too fired up, we should probably talk about a guy who's very fired up to be the head coach of the Lions. Um, feels like it was ages ago because so much has happened from the time he gave that speech, which I believe was the day after, or probably the day we launched the Fizz, day after we recorded the Fizz. Right. And we went through the whole weekend with Stafford and uh, the AFC and NFC championships, bunch of Red Wings games. You're losing Pistons bets, Michigan sports, <laughs> sports bettings in Michigan. Uh, we got to talk about f- fucking Dan Campbell. We got to talk about this guy. We got to talk about this guy. Soup. Yeah. MCDC. DCMC. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what are what are your thoughts on this fucking guy? Um, hey man, like I told you, uh, when we recorded the episode, when you were on the, see, I'm interested after to hear what your thoughts are, because, um, like I told you, um, he, he's a, he's a talker, he's a motivator. He's a guy that's gonna, you know, after you're done listening to him, you know, you have, you run through a wall, you know, a couple critiques on him. He could have at least trimmed his goatee, you know, <laughs> yeah. okay, man, you know, um, but you know, he, swearing in the press conference, uh, biting kneecaps, both kneecaps, and then coming up, taking another bite when you, when you're all the way up, you know, it's absolutely nuts. It's crazy, but you know, I like his fire. I like his passion, but the smart thing that he's doing is he has surrounded himself with great, great coaches. I like the guys that he's bringing Anthony Lynn. He's going to be a, ter- he, you know, I know, your, you know, your boy, my boy, your boy. <laughs> you know, I have a soft spot. He was my running backs coach with the jets and uh, with hey. the bills, but uh, you know, he's uh, you know, he's a good offensive mind. He has a touch on the detail, maybe bad at clock management, but he won't have to worry about that. as an OC. <laughs> uh, you know, the DC that he brings in from uh, new Orleans, um, great guy. Um, he, he's bringing Deuce Staley's coming in. Deuce. Uh, yeah, you know, Deuce was angry with Philadelphia. Now he's coming in here. Um, he's got a, a guy, Tyrone McKenzie, coaching linebackers. And I remember this guy. Um, I hosted him on his official visit to Michigan State and uh, just got him absolutely wasted. Hooked him up with some white chicks. And, oh, hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he's that's a commit- good, that's, I don't know what they call it, like the guide or the buddy, whatever they call it, you know, the Spartan guide you were. That's, I mean, that's, that's how you do oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had a high percentage in retaining recruits. At <laughs> but, um, you know, he's a, Tyrone's a great, um, you know, he's going to be a good fit for uh, Detroit. Um, so I, I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, I think there's a lot of exciting things. He surrounds himself with good people. So I, I like it so far. Yeah. Yeah. And so I will get into that personnel because there's definitely a few things I need to ask you about the personnel because there's a guy in there that I, I love. Um, but I want to, I want to back up to the speech a little bit. Uh, I still will never get this crazy speech out of my head. And like, I just think win, lose, draw, no matter what Dan Campbell, the Dan Campbell era is, everyone will go back and look at this fucking speech because it's it's crazy (laughs) i mean it's it's arguably the craziest welcome to head the head coaching job of an nfl team ever of all time most people just get in there and you know like we're gonna do what we got to do to win we're gonna get better every day yada 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 the coach speak that he talks about i mean he just he went in there he went in there dressed as like 
uh, a car salesman slash porn star from 2003. And he just popped off the top. Like he did not answer any questions. He just, he just was one streamline of consciousness the whole time. Oh yeah, exactly. And he looked like he's, he like, like one of those dudes that, um, you know, just came off a bender yeah, and, and had like an important meeting the next day at court or something <laughs> like that. Just had to straighten up the tie yeah. and go in and like beg for his life in front of the judge. Yeah. You know, I, that's what he, I got that vibe off them. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a couple routes. I mean, one of my buddies texted me and said, like, I feel like he's going to, he's going to pull out like a razor flip phone. Like, and I could, <laughs> could totally see, I just was getting that vibe from him. Like this is the early two thousands. Uh, what you said is perfect. Like totally, totally his third DUI and, <laughs> and like had to get to court, like, you know, not dressed well. And then the other, the other vibe I totally get is just, well, there's two more vibes. One is totally porn star. Like he looks like the MILF hunter, like just straight up. And then he, even if he didn't look like the MILF hunter, he looks like a porn star. And then the other one, I saw a tweet that said, like, when he was signing his contract at his desk, it was like, Dan Campbell looks like a guy who needs to, like, get three more focuses off the lot before his shift ends. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, so, like, for me, the speech was insane. And I have said this for years. Like, if the Lions are going to suck, which they've sucked my whole life, like, at least give me fireworks. Like, when Antonio Brown hit the market, Le'Veon Bell hit the market, I was like, just go sign these morons because, like, give me just chaos, like at least entertain me. Like, let's not like slowly die to five and 11. Like let's, let's make it like a, a, a like, let's get some fire. Want a full dumpster fire. Right. So at least this guy brings some, some sort of entertainment uh, factor to it. I will say there are definitely, I mean, you, you tell me if I'm wrong, Jay, but there's gotta be guys around the league laughing at this guy. Like there are definitely oh, yeah. coaches laughing at this guy. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, and, and it's twofold, though. Um, what the way that he comes off the persona that he projects himself, um, he's going to have a lot of teams gunning for him. A lot of players, you know, because he's I have his weekly press conferences are going to be absolutely insane. Yes. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, bulletin board material for different teams. So he has to put a good product on them. And the biggest thing he can do right now in the offseason is win these players over so that they can go out there and bust their ass day in and day out for him. Uh, because what's going to happen is he's going to be like a Rex Ryan, you know, just talking, talking, talking. And, you know, players play for Rex. Players loved Rex, you know, but at some point in time, you're going to have to put a good product out there. You can't talk all this shit and then go in and get your head beat in against the Bears. You can't talk all this shit and then go into Lambo and get your head kicked in, you know? So you right. have to put a good product on the field if you're going to have that persona as well. And he's walking on the line right now of, is he being bigger than the organization? Mm-hmm. That's the that's the line as a head coach with personality you have to walk on. You know, if you got to be on the other side of that, like, hey, it's I'm not bigger than anybody else on this team. But, hey, I'm, I'm a guy with passion. I'm a guy that will go out there and, you know, defend my guys through and through. But you can't be I, me, my and, you know, you know, Dan keeps speaking in third person and, you know, I'm not losing <laughs> yeah. all these different things because, you know, at the end of the day, the players will see through that. 
Yeah, and I and I I don't get that vibe from him. I I don't get the like you know it's all it's the Dan Campbell show. You know he was like a blocking tight end. You know like I just I don't get that vibe you're talking about. I understand what you're saying, but I don't I don't get that vibe yet. Um, I mean, and it like it really is just like if he wins, it's it's going to look awesome, and if he loses, we're going to be a laughing stock again. I mean that's just mm-hmm. that's the way of any the way the way it always works. Exactly. Um, yeah. So we'll see. The one thing I am a little worried about is just like, will his shtick hold up? Like, you, you know, people say they want to run through a wall uh, when they hear him talk and like, yeah, that first speech was exciting. I just wonder over the course of, you know, a 17 week season, does that energy still hold weight, you know, in week eight when, you know, you're, you're, you're two and five or whatever it is. And uh, you know, he's, he's still given the same, sleeping giants don't take naps kind of speeches and shit like that you know what i mean like you know are, you, right. are we still biting kneecaps or it's like dan we need a fucking scheme of how to beat the packers this week you know what i mean right that's that's what i'm saying you got to have that fine line that that um you know that you can do both and you got to think of different ways each week going into the season it's a long season that you can motivate your guys every time so it's gonna be interesting to see I can't wait. And speaking of the guys that he brought in, very excited about uh, pretty much every single one of them. Um, this is the first time you're, you're seeing like a complete staff built. Um, and it seems like uh, a lot of younger guys too, uh, on the younger side, it seems like, uh, with his staff. But one thing I was really excited about, and I brought him up to you like a couple months ago, was John Dorsey. Um, I, cannot be- I cannot believe that they got him on the staff to assist Holmes. I think that's just wild to me. John Dorsey, he's uh, I like him. I love the job that he did in Cleveland. I, I like his, uh, for some reason, I like his look, shorts with the no, I love No, I love his swag. What do you mean for some reason? And just, what do you mean? Chewing, just chewing bubble gum. I and, love that look. <laughs> that is like the crew neck with the khaki shorts, like chewing gum, kind of not that likable of a guy. Like, give right. me that look all day. I'm all for it. Yeah, but I mean, I thought he, he did a great job in Cleveland uh, putting together that ro- assembling that roster that they have right now. So you're seeing the fruits of this labor, um, you know, that's out there on display right now, you know, with Baker and all that offensive line that he put together and some of those uh, receivers that he acquired uh, through free agency in the draft. So I, I think it's going to be great. I think uh, Detroit, the trajectory for Detroit is going up. Yeah, and... I don't know how much he had to do with the chiefs team, but like a lot of those guys on that roster, he had a lot of say in bringing them into Kansas city. Right. Exactly. And I remember a couple of weeks ago, you saying, uh, and we talked about it, you know, like Holmes might be a great eye for talent, this and that, like great draft guy, but I hope he can work those numbers and do all the GM stuff. And I, and I was like, do you think they'll bring someone in to help him with it? And now I feel a lot better about, him not getting pushed around or, you know, being inexperienced with the numbers. Well, I don't think he was going to get pushed around. I mean, like, I'm sorry. I, I, there's no Quinn. agent out there that's going to push him around. We had Bob Quinn. I, that guy got pushed around. <laughs> that Poindexter well. got shoved around. <laughs> you see how much Trey Flowers is making? Right. Yeah. All right. Well, now that we've touched on Dan Campbell, uh, the crazy man, Motor City Dan Campbell, Jay's calling him the soup. I'm not sold on that nickname yet, um, but that's that's what he's calling him. I don't know what I'm calling him yet. It's, right not, now, the, it's not the soup. It's just soup. Soup? Yeah, see, that sells me even less. I'm, not, I'm just not into it yet. I'll, I might come around. I just I don't know his nickname yet. I'm not ready to give it to him. I, let me tell you this. Hmm. All right? 
I'm, all right. Let's the Lions make the playoffs. I guarantee you he's going to be doing a Campbell's Chunky Soup commercial. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, unless they, you know, dig up his old cocaine charges, like, then, <laughs> then yeah, I, I'm sure he'll, I mean, that's a layup. You know what I mean? That's, that's an absolute layup for, for a sponsorship deal. Um, anyways, let's get into the leading story in Detroit sports right now, even though there's so much going on betting in Michigan, fucking Dan Campbell showing up. We got Anthony Lynn, Dorsey, everyone in between um, the deuce, but the biggest news it's officially, it's been talked about, it's been agreed upon. Matthew Stafford and the Detroit Lions organization after 12 years have mutually agreed to part ways. This is insane. Jay, you want, your initial thoughts. Uh, do you want me to play taps for you right now? Yeah, I want something. <laughs> I want vitamin C as yeah. we go on. We remember. That, that was your moment of silence that I was talking about earlier in the show. We need more um, than a moment for this guy, Jay. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, uh, Stafford, what can you say about him? He's a hell of a QB. He's talented. Um, I think he still has a lot in the tank. Um, the best thing for him is moving on from Detroit. Um, that's the best thing for his career. That's the best thing for him mentally. Um, and, you know, I think the fans truly appreciate him uh, for everything that he's done for the, for the city, everything that he's done, you know, on the field and off the field for the city. Um, you know, you can't say the guy, you know, didn't come every day with his lunch pail ready to work. He's a blue collar guy, uh, love the game of football um, and, you know, plays hurt every single year. The guy had, you know, the, the shoulder dislocated shoulder, separated shoulder still went in the game and, and played again, broke his back, broke his thumb, broke, you know, there's everything on this guy's body has just been absolutely crushed in this city of Detroit. But yet every day, day in and day out, he still comes out and gives his all to the to the uh, fans and to the community. So you got to applaud him for that. But I think the best thing uh, is for him to move on with his career. And I probably and will not miss Kelly Stafford's tweets. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. People are always on the fence with her. I'm, I'm a huge supporter. Love that girl to death. But as far as Matthew Stafford goes, uh, this is a very, very tough goodbye for Detroit fans. I mean, this is the last 12 years of him as our quarterback, number one overall pick in 2009. This was our dude who won us over in his first year, um, going 2-14, and 14, breaking that shoulder versus the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Dante Culpepper checks into the game. Lions call a timeout. You know, he says, no, get off me. I'm fine. I can throw the ball. I can throw the ball. He goes in, he throws that touchdown. And that was it. That was it. We were in love. We were married. We were, you know, we had the wedding bands on. That was Detroit uh, falling in love with Matthew Stafford. And from that moment on, he's been our quarterback for the last 12 years. And with the exception of potentially Calvin Johnson, he's been the lone bright spot um, on the roster. And I absolutely love the guy. I mean, you know, he's my favorite football player. I mean, he's my favorite lion and not just for what he does on the field for the person he is um, and, and how he really just fully moved up from Georgia. He's born in Texas, went to school in Georgia. He's a Southern boy, Southern football guy, moved up to the mitten and made his home here, had four kids here, gave a ton back to the community, you know, had a sponsorship with Ford uh, just kind of turned into a Michigan guy. And, 
I absolutely love them. And I think this situation of, you know, what's happening here, it's, it's such uh, it's, it's not you, it's us, you know, it's, it's not you, Matthew Stafford, you're a great quarterback. It's us. And while this does pain me, while this does hurt me, and I just wish with everything in my heart and soul that we were the organization that Matthew Stafford won with, had success with, uh, it, it just didn't happen that way. And there's still gas left in the tank, just like you said. And I would much rather see him go somewhere, him be happier, his family be happier, and have a chance to really play in big moments uh, before his time's up, because we've seen it too much. You know, Barry Sanders never got the shot. Calvin Johnson never got the shot. Sure, those two retired prematurely, uh, age-wise. You know, a lot of fans think so. But it's going to be super exciting if the Lions do the right thing, which they don't do a lot, if they do the right thing and send him to a contender. If they do, if, if he ends up on the fucking Houston Texans, like, I'm going to be furious, because then I would have rather just kept him on the Lions. They have to send him to a contender. Obviously, the Lions got to get back in return what they should get for him, but they got to send him to a contender to make this thing right, in my opinion. Interesting. Interesting. And, uh, you know, like you said, you, I mean, you hit it on the head. You know, the guy's had uh, a, hell of a hell of a career so far, and now it's his rebirth, you know. And it's, um, he's it's, probably excited as hell. I mean, think, think how excited he probably is sitting with his – not that he's like – they're comfortable here. They're making a lot of money. Like they probably like it here, but they're probably ex excited as fucking hell. They've been here for 12 years and now they got a shot to just try a new organization that isn't the worst organization in all of professional sports. Right. And uh, so I, I, I compiled a list of teams. Good. That I think, um, you know, Stafford could wind up with. Actually, I have five teams. I know I told you four. Good. But after doing some deep research, I got five teams. Uh, okay. I'll go from the number five down to number one, the most likely pick. Um, so the number five pick, I would say, um, would and it would be a great fit for him, is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow. Haven't heard a lot about them. I don't know if they – do they have the uh, – well, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. They, they have the cap for him. Um, okay. And they, they – but the thing is with that, they just signed um, Haskins, Dwayne Haskins, uh, last week. So, uh, the former uh, Washington football team quarterback. And watch that mouth. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, they just signed him. But I don't know if that's possible to have him there. But, um, you know, so that's a pick that he can go in, insert himself, and be an instant winner. Great organization. He'll be surrounded by great talent and a very good defense. That will, you know, so I think that's a good fit for him. The culture will be great for him. And city similar to Detroit, Pittsburgh is. If he goes, uh, if real quick, uh, just to comment on that, if he goes to Pittsburgh, holy shit. I mean, that would make me the happiest guy on earth. Um, just cause I love this. I got family in Pittsburgh. I love this. I love the Steelers. I don't like the penguins. I don't want anyone to get that twisted. It's not, a, it's not a blanket <laughs> thing. I like these Steelers. So if he was to go there, that would, that would make the transition a lot easier for me. So that's number five, number four, <clears throat> the Houston Texans. Yuck. That's, that'd be horrible. That'd be terrible. Um, you know, like you said, he's a Texas boy. Um, I think it could be something in there um, with a trade to Houston. Houston can get uh, 
you know, Stafford, they'll give up a number one pick, maybe, or mid or two pick, depends. And, uh, you know, they'll be offloading Deshaun Watson, and they're going to be getting a lot of picks back for him. And I think Stafford, I think, you know, Houston, you know, they, they can right the ship if they, you know, have good owner, good ownership, good management, and, you know, they need to find a head coach. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a lot. That's a lot what you just said there. I mean, that right. I would rather him just stay in Detroit, just to send him to Texas to be in Texas. The guy's a fucking multimillionaire. He can go to Texas whenever he wants. That would suck for me. That would be uh, like, that is doing him wrong. Yeah, it could. It, he could like it too. Texas is, you know, tax-free state. Yeah, so. okay, sure. But I think he wants to win. I don't think the money. He can the win te- in Texas. They were can. in the playoffs last year. They're in the they're, playoffs they're the dog, year before. They're dog shit. They're you know, Yeah, so, that was that was when they had DeAndre Hopkins and yeah. Deshaun Watson. Well, that's what I'm saying. They need good management to <laughs> yeah. bring that nucleus back together. They're fucked. So, that would be terrible. That's my number four pick. Well, number three, the Washington football team. Yeah, seen that Photoshop. Um, I think uh, he will be a great fit there. I think Ron Rivera will, you know, will do wonders with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really like that and um i think it's something that's feasible something that's possible um and then my number two the san francisco 49ers i mean talk about a dream for for stafford (laughs) if the 49ers want to win right and they have the fourth oldest roster okay all right in the nfl and they're at a point right now where if they want to win right now they, they they have that two to three year window where, you know, they have really dominant football ahead of them. All right. And so if they get to, I, I don't think it's going to, it will cost them that much to get Stafford. They have a lot of young players already. Mm-hmm. They have the tight ends. They have the running backs. The offensive line is pretty good. Um, they can maul guys, uh, you know, um, up yeah. front. Uh, the defense is good. The defense flies around, uh, wants to get everybody healthy. I think that's a very, very good fit for Stafford. Um, if, if I was him, I would definitely be looking there. And could you imagine him with Kyle Shanahan, how that will work, yeah, that I mean, dynamic? You're talking about a team that went to the Super Bowl last year with Jimmy Garoppolo under center, and he was he was you know he was just a don't fuck up quarterback. Right. It was just like don't lose the game for us. Our defense will win it for us. We're gonna you're gonna hand the ball off, hand the ball off. We're gonna do a little rollout, and you can dump it to the you know to the tight end and go from there. And we'll It'd be fun if we have to. Oh yeah, he'll be great there. Yeah. Um, and the number one, the obvious choice, the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really what it's looking like uh, for him. Um, but, you know, he, he has the opportunity to go there and win. Their defense is phenomenal. It's, a, it's unreal. And, Jay, in my opinion, as a Colts fan, or not as a, if, if I were a Colts fan, or if I'm the Colts organization, and I don't think I'm overseeing anything here, like, to me, this is like, you have to make this move, like, at all costs. Like, maybe not at all costs, but like you got to go get Matthew Stafford right now because he is your missing piece because once they add him, they're the second best team in the AFC in my, in my opinion. Uh, And I just think like they need to go do make this move because what else are you waiting on? um, Otherwise, if, if you're, if you're the Colts. Right. Exactly. I I agree with you hundred percent. I think they need to do whatever that they can to make this move, but I'm telling you, don't sleep on San Francisco. I think San Francisco, you know, it's, it's a, it's a dark horse that that's like 
you know, coming right along, you know, clipping along at the leaderboard. No, and I and I agree with you there. I think I think both those teams need to go get themselves that guy. And Stafford is arguably the best guy. Well, you know, Deshaun Watson. Uh, you know, outside of Deshaun Watson, Stafford's probably the, the hottest guy on the market right now. And I think with this upcoming NFL season, we're about to look at one of the most historic shakeups of a quarterback carousel that we've seen in a very long time. Uh, Cause we just don't, there's some teams we don't know where they stand with what they're going to do at quarterback. And then there's other teams what we know they're moving, they're moving guys, no matter what. I mean, right. you got names, uh, you know, down from, you know, like, you know, Mitch Trubisky and, and Nick Foles all the way up to whispers of Aaron Rodgers wanting out of green Bay. So Aaron's not going anywhere. I don't think so either, but, no. but you def, you've heard the rumors and the whispers and stuff. Right. But yeah. you know, what's that song? It started with the whisper. <laughs> so, <laughs> so just to talk a little bit more about, you know, the Matthew Stafford and his time here, uh, you know, never hosted a playoff game here, never won the division, but does have a lot of big number stats. Just going to rip these off real quick for you guys. Most passing attempts in a single season, 727. First play, that was in 2012. First player in NFL history to complete 60% or more of all passes in each game in a season, 2015. Most fourth quarter comebacks in a single season with eight in 2016. That was a pretty electric year. Fastest player to reach 20,000 career passing yards. Fastest player to reach 30,000, 40,000, and 45 thousand he was the fastest guy to get there on all those numbers that's a lot because Detroit does not have a running game and they're typically trailing so he was always slinging the rock to try to make a comeback uh you know Matthew Callie if you guys are listening to this I love you guys I'm so glad you were a part of the city of Detroit and I'll tell you one thing saying it right now wherever Matthew Stafford ends up in the NFL. I am going to buy his jersey. I don't care if he ends up on the Chicago Bears. I'm I'm going to buy the jersey, and that team's my second favorite team. That's that's what's happening. That's that's the real deal. Rooting for that guy to win now. A couple of teams not on your list, Jay, that I just want to ask you about that I've seen floated out there: uh, New England Patriots. Um, no, I don't think um, it makes sense. And it makes too much sense that <laughs> yeah, the right? Patriots won't do it. I think uh, Bill Belichick is really in love with Garoppolo. That they're going to try to do everything to get uh, Garoppolo back to New England. Okay, but, but the thing is, too, like I think Belichick was impressed with Cam Newton. I, I don't see Newton coming back personally. personally. I see Newton. I, I, I don't mind Newton in Detroit. I mean, for now, I'll take him for a couple of years until we get whoever the next guy is going to be. Because I'm wondering what Band-Aid we're going to toss on this quarterback position. I could easily see Chase Daniel taking over as well. So no, they got a draft. Yeah. Well, so I don't know if they'll use the draft this year, though, to pick up a guy. I, I could see him waiting a year or two. They got to get Justin Fields at seven. Yeah, that's what Mel Kuyper's saying. Uh, the other thing – oh, the other team I wanted to ask you about, Dark Horse, that I've seen quite a bit is um, the, is the Chicago Bears. But I don't think they're going to ever do that. I, the Lions sent him to the Bears. They're the most tone-deaf organization <laughs> in fucking sports. But that's the thing is you can't put it by him. You can't put things like that by them. If they're trying to change the culture and regain trust of the fan base, and then their first move of this rebuild is to send Stafford to Chicago to kick our ass twice a year for the next six years, they're idiots. So I have a question for you. Please. All right. It's a scenario, actually. So Stafford goes to the Bears. Okay. Go Bears at that point. All right. And yeah. 
the season opens up next year. Everything's there's a sense of normalcy. Okay. Ford Field has what 65, 70,000 rocking. Yeah. Bears come to town. Does Stafford get booed or does he get applauded? He gets an absolute resounding standing ovation with Resound- the Bears. With the Bears because he got traded. He didn't sign there. He didn't demand. He didn't like say he's he, not. He he demanded a trade. He didn't demand a trade. It was mutually accepted. They probably yeah. Had a- so they both said yes, and so he has some say in where he goes. If if they were going to send him to to freaking Houston. Houston. No, if they were going to send him to, uh, I'm trying to think of like a, a shitty, cold weather, like a horrible team. I, uh, I I just you know like if if Joe Burrow wasn't in Cincinnati, and yeah, that's, that's to, what I was thinking of too. Yeah, and they we're going to send him to Cincinnati, he would say no. How about the yeah? You could you could have said like the giant, the Jets or the Giants. He would. I think he would do well in the Jets. Yeah. Well, I get what you're saying. And I'm telling you, there is there is abs- there would be a whole video highlight thing of him. Uh, there'd be, you know, the, the game would be delayed from kicking off because it would be such a, a thunderous round of applause for him, without a doubt. Without a doubt, even on the Bears. If he said, get me the fuck out of town um, and then re-signed signed with the Bears, that's a whole different story. But this is like the mutually agreeing, like they're walking away. If the Lions send him to the Bears and he accepts it, I mean – I'll cheer them. I'll be cheering them. And if people don't, people aren't following what I'm feeling. They're just fucking way off. So I'll be cheering. Shit faced. God, I can't. I am going the first max capacity Ford field game with Dan Campbell in charge of that team. I will be at that game because I have to see what it's like in the trenches in that fucking atmosphere. Are you kidding me? The state of Michigan uncaged in Ford Field with Dan Campbell biting kneecaps and shit. It's going to be a zoo. It's going to be a zoo when Lions football <laughs> is at max capacity in that dungeon. It's going to be fucking insane, Jay. It's going to be insane. Well, I hope I hope so. Yeah, me too. I can't wait. I can't wait. They, they got to get Molson Triple X. The Lions should get that because that's what fans need for this Dan Campbell era. Stand <laughs> more steel reserves. It's going to be crazy. People are going to be pissing in the bleachers and stuff. There's not even bleachers there. They're going to be pissing in the stands. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be crazy. I'm going to miss Stafford a lot. And there's one, the other side of this coin that we haven't talked about is like, yes, this sucks. Uh, I'm sad this era is ending, but you know, it, it's a little bittersweet because it is pretty exciting to actually see the Lions saying, like, you know, let's actually rebuild, you know. So they're, they're stripping it down to the studs. This is a whole new regime. And we have no idea, no idea what to expect moving forward. And I would say this is arguably the most important Lions draft in the last 10, 12 years. Uh, yeah, we're interested to see. And uh, what I want to know is how long. Um, I know you can sit here and you can tell me. You can, because you're drinking the shit out of the – Honolulu blue Kool-Aid right now. And, uh, you know, this is great. We're stripping it down to the studs and rebuilding from the foundation up. Dan Campbell, this and Anthony Lynn and this guy, that guy. How long will the fans be patient through this rebuild? Uh, Too long. I mean, just whatever it is, just to just add too long onto it. I mean, we've already been patient. Like, what are we not patient about? We don't we don't get we sign a head coach who gets up on stage, says the word shit and talks about biting kneecaps. And like we watch a few clips of him talking about no naps and shit like that. And, And we're all juiced up. We're like making shirts fucking bouncing off the wall. We are the most deprived fan base 
almost in all sports, it does not take much for us. So like, if like we're, you know, we go two and 14, three and 13, and then we're going to get like a seven and nine season. We're going to be like cooking with gas. We're going to be so fired up. It's going to be sickening. It's going to be sickening, Jay. We're I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't think a two and six something season or three, two win season, three win season is not acceptable. Anything less than a nine win season next year. Um, You're crazy. No. They might go on 16. They're going to be the worst team in the NFL next year. They're Listen, gonna be the worst I, team in the NFL. I said this, I said this last, last week. Um, I predict the Lions are going to go to the playoffs this year. It's crazy. I mean, I'm not I, crazy. I so predict you, they're going to go to the playoffs this year. So who's drinking more Kool-Aid now, you or me? You're calling them going to the playoffs. I'm going closer to 0-16. No, no, no. I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. Like, You're I'm, I'm, it. No, I'm, I'm uh, guzzling it. No, I'm seeing it from a different perspective, from what's from the inside out. You're seeing it from the from like just the whole – Oh my God! Love this coach. Love this hire. This guy chews bubble gum. This guy wears a crew neck and cargo shorts. Yeah, yeah. I'm seeing it from from the from the attitude side of things mm-hmm. and uh, the buy-in that the players are going to have and yeah. the, the the quarterback that's going to come in. You know, I'm seeing it from all that side of things. And I say playoffs. Okay, so from attitude sides of things, you got playoffs from. Me liking the guys that the Lions are bringing in, I got two and fourteen, and somehow, somehow, that's a completely different way to look at stuff. <laughs> exactly. You're, so you're telling me, okay, fine, that's fine. Yeah, I got closer to zero and sixteen than nine and seven. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'll eat shit on that. But we got no Stafford. We got one, one, O N E wide receiver on the the staff right now. Um, so I'm curious to see where nine wins are going to come from, but Hey, I'm all aboard. If we get nine win next year, Holy shit. The streets are going to be filled with blood, blood and Honolulu Kool-Aid. It's going to be nuts. (laughs) All right. Well, once again, we have now covered, uh, the worst organization in football, the Detroit lions at nauseum, pretty much everything we could about them right now. Uh, I will say, though, definitely needed. Had to talk about it. That's big news for the Lions. So they they actually were, you know, in the midst of this time of year, the Lions normally aren't a topic of football conversation whatsoever. And this year, they definitely are by getting rid of Stafford and changing their whole coaching staff. But now let's move into potentially, you know, a little bit of a, well, touchy subject will come after this one. But we'll start with the NFC championship game. Uh, and you know, we had an absolute classic early Sunday. Um, I got to watch in and out as I was replacing a water heater with my father-in-law, just being demasculated, like I said, um, you know, and we got Brady and Rogers after we just saw Brady take down Drew Brees, potentially end his career. Then you got Rogers and these are like the old, the three old white guys in the NFL, you know, that are considered some of the greatest of all time. And Brady, the oldest one at 43, you know, is, is the winner once again. Right. Uh, this game was, you know, exactly. This is what Aaron Rodgers, you know, always um, said he wanted. Uh, when this scenario happened, at, after the Packers won last year, um, as you would say, in the words of Frank, Aaron Rodgers' jimmies were rustled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, because he always said he always wanted a uh, conference championship game in, in Green Bay and Lambeau, cold weather, um, because 
the the way that the field set up there there's heating system under the feet under the under the turf so the field the turf is around 40 43 degrees and but it gets slick and they know the right shoes to wear they know everything and so this is everything that he wanted everything that he wanted happened he got it and he could not deliver couldn't win the game the old goat came out it was unbelievable it was it was unbelievable. So now he's what? He's one in four in NFC championship games. Exactly. Uh, which is pretty unbelievable to me. And like winning one Super Bowl, we're not taking anything away from that. You know, that's an amazing accomplishment. But to have a guy like Aaron Rodgers, and I think the same with Drew Brees, you know, if you're really good and you got a great team year in and year out, and when it's all said and done, you got one, you know, one out of it, you know, you, you feel like a little gypped. You're like, damn, you know, I thought we were good enough to like get in that two conversation. I always felt that way about the early 2000s uh, Detroit Pistons, you know, like they were tops of the NBA for uh, quite some time there. So, you know, six, six or eight straight Eastern conference finals, uh, two straight NBA finals, you know, but one championship out of that team, not taken away from the best five alive, but they, uh, you know, got one championship and looking back, like, you know, I really wish they would have just, they would, we would have got two out of that roster, you know, cause when you get those teams, it's like magic in a bottle. They don't come, they don't come along that much. Right. Exactly. It doesn't come along that often, but uh, you know, so back to the, the Packers game here, I just thought um, the, the bucks are clicking on all cylinders right now. Uh, Brady's doing a phenomenal job. Uh, Bruce Arians is tweaking his offense a little bit so Brady has more control Brady likes to you know throw to his backs his backs Fournette needs to catch the ball out of the backfield a lot better than he did in the past couple games but uh I thought it was poor coaching poor decisions on the part of uh on on the Packers coach um I just thought you know the Packers offensive line who were touted to be you know one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, you know, got actually dominated. Aaron Rodgers was sacked uh, four or five times mm-hmm. um, that game. Um, you know, I just thought overall it was it was not a good game plan. Uh, at the end of the half, went with eight seconds left, and uh, oh, you know killer. Brady throws a bomb down to Scotty Miller. Scotty then... <laughs> Miller time, <baby. laughs> exactly. That and was then... killer. Exactly that that was that was disheartening. But the the the. On the other side of things, it was Green Bay's like, okay, we get the ball back at the end at the start of the second half, so we can go down and we can score, and we, then we're right back in this game. And they get the ball, and you know, Jones fumbles the ball. Um, the uh, the Bucks have great field position. One play later, I think uh, they go in and score a touchdown, mm-hmm. and now they're asserting their dominance on this team and on this game, and they can do whatever that they want. So I just thought it was a great game plan by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, uh, we got to give a lot of credit to Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator for the Bucs. He did a tremendous job of getting that defense in the right position, uh, getting pressure on Rodgers. You know, they say getting pressure, but they got pressure on with four guys mm-hmm. it's not like they were bringing extra guys it was four guys that got pressure on them so um it was, it was just it was absolutely you know a great a masterpiece by the bucks their coaching staff and their players you know we are sitting here sucking off brady and that's fair you know i mean he deserves it you know he's the goat six championships he now has an nfc championship uh which is just so fucking crazy to me that he's back in the super bowl like just taking a step back the fact that he is back in the super bowl Tenth Super Bowl. Tenth Super Bowl in 20 years. Uh, And his, 
you know, his, his fourth since deflate gate out of five years or something like that, or maybe his third, it's just, it's so crazy to me that he's 43 years old. He goes down to Tampa uh, that is hosting the Super Bowl and says, you know what, let's go to the fucking Super Bowl. One thing though, as, as you know, I say all those things leading up guy threw three picks guy threw three picks and green Bay absolutely did not, did not, did not take advantage of those three turnovers in the second half. Uh, they, Green Bay did a lot to beat themselves in this game. So like, while, while I do think Tampa went into Lambeau and played a really great game, Brady threw three picks and but, just, but yeah, the, the thing about those picks are, you know, I know you won't get this a lot, but those were smart oh. interceptions. Okay. I won't get that. I guess, I guess I'm too dumb to understand. No, no, no. I said, you won't get this. Like people won't understand, like, you know, you say a turnover, a turnover is never a smart thing, mm-hmm. but it's, that those were smart interceptions for on two reasons because two things could have happened. Well, three things really low completion. Yeah. Well, the thing is those picks came on third downs mm-hmm. for one and he threw it up and floated them. Cause I was watching it. I was like, damn, Brady's really lofting and putting a lot of air under those, those balls. Cause what he has, he has these receivers that he believes in for the 50, 50 ball. That said, okay, my guy will go up and get it. But some of them he underthrew, some of them overthrew. But it was so deep in Green Bay territory, it was the same as a punt. Right. You know, none of those interceptions were past the 30-yard line. That's true. So that's what I'm saying. It was a, it, There were smart interceptions. You know, if he picks it off, great, it's a punt. If he doesn't get it, it's in, incomplete, or it could be a pass interference penalty. Fair enough, fair enough. I'll accept that on that one. Uh, but just in, in – in, uh, <laughs> Like in other ways, though, I mean, obviously, like, you know, even before, uh, you know, uh, LaFleur made the worst fucking call ever, which was to give the ball back to the Bucks down five with two minutes left, Brady and the Bucks with two minutes left down five. Uh, you know, Rodgers on that third down, you know, when he's scrambling out, it looked like he had room to get to the corner of the end zone there or at least get like the first down and knocked out at the two or three. Um, or not a first down. I know it was goal. Sorry. They wouldn't have got a first down, but it looked like he had a little bit of an angle there and he kind of threw it across his body behind him. I just, I know it's a lot different on the field. I know it's easy to say like, Oh, I thought he had room there. Uh, but that one to me really just like, I thought he had the angle and you know, he has, he has good feet. I thought he could have got there. Yeah, I agree. I thought he could have got there as well. I mean, you you had to be screaming run as a green Bay fan. Like you had to scream and run. You tell all your quarterbacks, you know, no matter what level you are, um, you get down to a point. You see green grass means go. Green okay. grass, go. Yeah. He had a lot of green grass. He should have went. If he would have, if he completed that pass that he threw across his body, it would have been, it would not have been a touchdown. The guy would have been down at the one because the ball would not have crossed the plane. His body was in the end zone, but his, his hip, his, uh, hips and above where his upper body was up there. So he would have caught the ball and been down at the one worst case scenario. If he would have ran it, he would have been down at the three, right? It would have been fourth and three or fourth and one either right. way. So I think he should have ran the ball. Do you have any justification for them kicking that field goal? Cause like I, there's bad calls, but like this one, you, you know, the outcomes either. I mean, that was the, I, I don't understand that call whatsoever my jaw hit the floor when I saw them line up for that field goal like truly truly blew my mind I thought I had the time of the game wrong I was like is there five minutes left no there's there is there is less than three minutes we are at the two minute mark here it was about 209 yeah left and um the 
there is no justification for it. If it was under the two minute warning, then you could kick the field goal because you have three timeouts, you know, to get a stop, um, you know, but you go for it. You need a touchdown. You go for it. You still have four timeouts really left the two minute warning and your three timeouts. Um, so I just thought you should have, they should have gone for it. If there were, un, if it was under the two minute, if it was a minute 58 left, I could justify kicking a field goal, um, take the points. And then, you know, you can, you have three timeouts left. You can stop them and you go down and score a touchdown and win. I get that. But, but um, I just don't, I can't justify kicking a field goal over especially the, with the with four timeouts. Yeah. Especially with the makeup of this team. Okay, so let's look at last year's San Francisco 49ers. Uh, maybe not even the best example we could use here, but it's like it's Garoppolo, uh, you know, on fourth and fourth and goal in Lambeau with the best defense in the NFL on the other side of the ball. That is not the scenario here. This is arguably the best offense in the NFL. Uh, you know, not. It's the number two offense in the NFL with, with uh, a, a suitable defense against Tom right. Brady and the Bucks, Like that, that to me was just like, what are you playing to? What strength are you playing to here? Like, do you really not trust Rogers to make like an eight yard throw when your team needs it most? Like that blew my fucking mind. Exactly. If they're, you know, touting uh, Aaron Rodgers as the MVP candidate, you want the ball in the hands of your MVP player. And not give it to the guy who's been to uh, 10 Super Bowls. <laughs> right exactly which is exactly what they did um so i just i mean it's been belabored this whole month i mean i just like if you're a if you're a packers fan i'd be just furious i'd just be i'd just be furious uh and same with rogers if i'm rogers i'm probably screaming at him too that like no give me the damn ball i'm, I'm scoring on this play if you're a packers fan you're used to it <laughs> yeah um and then you know just the one thing i had thoughts on like you know there's a lot of stuff of like of course the game was decided by a ref you know, with that pass interference call. I mean, the guy had a handful of Jersey. I just, I don't know. Yeah, how that, was, that was not, that was definitely a pass interference. That was he just not a that. bad call by the ref. I mean, he sold it a little bit, but like he had, he had his Jersey and his undershirt and he was tugging. I mean, it was, that was the game. You know? Exactly. Yeah. I don't Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page there. Cause I, uh, whatever. So Brady heads to his 10th Super Bowl. Um, he will be hosting a home game, um, which I heard is actually kind of shitty for like the hotels and the Airbnbs down there, because, you know, they're supposed to have two teams from out of state and it's, you know, everyone comes into town for it. Obviously COVID puts a damper on everything, but even in addition to COVID, you're going to have a lot of home folks there. So they're not going to need the hotels or the Airbnbs. So I don't know, kind of a shitty stat, but something I never would have even thought of. Um, you know, it's just like, yay, home game for them. Right, but I wonder if the um, – who was the home team last year, the NFC or the AFC in the Super Bowl? The Chief uh, – ooh. The Chiefs know. were. The Chiefs were. Yeah, it was AFC. I believe. Right? Yeah, I did yeah AFC. That. So now this this year, now the Bucks will literally be the home because they're going to get the home locker room. It rotates? And, yeah, it rotates every year. Oh, I thought it was seeding. I thought I actually thought the Chiefs were going to be the home team. No, no, it rotates every year. So the Bucks will be in their home Reds and uh, wild. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Brady, Brady, shit, you just can't make up. You just can't make <laughs> exactly. It up. I just, I just can't believe he's. I the other, I saw uh, a little bit of a uh, a comparison too that this would be like if if Jordan got to play LeBron in a seven game series or something, which I thought was just like <laughs> it doesn't line up exactly, but I thought it was a pretty uh, pretty cool like way to think about it. And it is like the NFL just has to be like 
you know, jizzing their pants over fucking Brady Mahomes. Right. And one more, one more thing on this game, uh, before we jump to the next one, uh, you know, one of the coolest moments, uh, was after the game, you know, Brady goes up to the stands and he's asking permission from the security. He's like, can I say hi to my son? And oh, his yeah. son comes down, he gives it up. I was like, wow, that's awesome. That's absolutely so awesome right there. He's the um, man. Yeah, he's the man. Yeah, definitely. I, big, big, big Tom Brady fan. Yeah, yeah, I same here. I mean, you can't help but respect him. And like, of course, I don't know, you see his videos after him and Gronk do the little, the shrugging <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah, they're just cocky, cocky as hell, but they deserve it. Well, that was a repeat of because they they redid that video from back a few years ago when they were in the Super Bowl again. I think they've done it like three times, honestly. (laughs) They do those little shrugs, but, you know, he's back. Um, So are you ready for this? You want to talk about the next one? (laughs) Yeah, let's jump into it. All right. I was just making sure because, you know, I had my moment of silence. I lost Stafford. um, But you guys, you know, your Bills, man, uh, had the tall task of trying to beat Kansas City and you know, could not, could not participate in that track meet. Yeah, man. It was, um, you know, the Bills had a great season uh, going in. They were, they were red hot, you know, going into that game. But Kansas City, they ran into a buzzsaw. Kansas City's too good offensively, too good defensively. Um, you know, there's nothing Buffalo's defense could do. You play a zone defense and uh, Mahomes will pick you apart. The reason that the zone defense works to Kansas City's advantage is because once things break down with the Chiefs offense they got guys that are athletic enough it just turns to street ball because guys just start going different places and you know they know where they're going to be and Mahomes can throw the ball at all different angles that he's going to pick you apart no matter what you do with the zone defense because they'll just jump into street ball mode that's such a good uh, way to put that they really are nfl street i mean mahomes can throw and move from any angle and then i mean tyreek and kelsey alone like those are street ballers for sure exactly and then so there's a double x so so, okay so you play the zone they beat you with the zone so what are you going to do you're going to man up and then you're going to send pressure they're going to beat you with the speed Mm -hmm. um so there's you know nothing you can really do you know, um, so it's, it's, you know, I, I applaud the Bill season. I applaud Kansas City. I applaud Big Red, Andy Reid. I applaud uh, Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator, who I think should be a head coach in the NFL real soon um, if he's given that opportunity. But, um, you know, it was just too much for Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, and a couple of notes on the things you just said there. Okay. So number one for me, uh, I just, I, I, I deserve like just you know, I, I just kept saying, I get, you got me all fucking Bills Mafia juiced up, sweating, going, you know, all that shit, going through tables, buffalo wings, flats, drums, all this shit, no ranch. Blue cheese. Yeah, right, no ranch, you know, I'm like throwing it all out in my house. Uh, and, you know, I just I just forgot that they were going into Kansas City to play the, the Chiefs. You know, I just, I feel like I just, I just forgot how good the Kansas City Chiefs are. And they are sickening. They're like a they're like a fucking cheat code. All I kept saying was tough to repeat, tough to repeat, tough to repeat. Just nothing. I'm, you know, I was basing it off nothing. They're incredible, and they're they're just they're just really tough to beat. Um, and and with your note about the enemy there, uh, it like if if Chiefs win, you know, how old's Andy Reid? Is he gonna keep coaching? You think? Do you think he'll? Oh yeah, coach- Big Red got Big Red's got about eight more years in the tank. Okay. Okay. I was just curious what, how you thought there. Cause I was just wondering if, you know, I mean, if the enemy sitting in those interviews going like, I'm just going to hang around in KC until this is my job. <laughs> no, I, you know, 
ideally, you know, at the rate that the NFL is going with um, their hirings and the way the people they're not hiring, um, you know, the could be there till Reed retires and then take over. But, uh, you know, I think the a great mind. Uh, you know, he doesn't get enough credit. People say Andy Reed calls off the offense, which he does. But the um, enemy, he's the one that designs all the, the, the chiefs red zone plays. And yeah. uh, you, they're so uh, dynamic and electric in the red zone and so creative that, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited for this game. It's going to be an interesting game. Um, excited. Uh, you know, I'm excited for the Chiefs. You know, like I'm not against the Chiefs. There's lots of likable guys. How can you not like Travis Kelsey? Yeah, he's he's a freak. <laughs> yeah. I'll back it up. The one thing I did want to ask you about the Bills game, um, you know, and like, of course, you know, big applause to the Bills. I saw that all the fans were waiting at the airport when they got back. I mean, that just gives you chills, you know, good for Bills Mafia. And I don't even want them winning the Super Bowl without all the fans there. So uh, they'll, they'll get it next year. But the one thing I did want to ask you is just like what frustrated me watching it as a newly minted Bills fan was the field goals, man. Field goals drove me crazy. Like I just, I, I understand kind of like, you know, wanting to get points on the board before half and like not wanting to end these drives with zeros on the board, but it just feels like three points versus the chiefs is zero points. Like that's just how I kept feeling. And I was like, man, you gotta, you gotta put up six, you gotta put up seven. Um, and I just thought there was a few times that, they definitely should have gone for it. Um, and then yeah. going for two was weird as hell, too. I didn't really. Yeah, it was a bad time to go for two. Um, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. Yeah. Um, I just thought that maybe uh, McDermott was a little overwhelmed. Um, right. With yeah. the decisions that he made. Uh, when you play Kansas City, anyone knows this. You don't have to be a head coach in the NFL to know this. You you can be a, a guy at the at the Ferndale Elks sitting there, um, <laughs> which the Elks opens back up on uh on uh, February 1st, and I'm a proud member of the Ferndale Elks. Let's go. Uh, sh- shout out to the Elks. Shout but out. uh you, you can be a guy sitting at the Elks, and uh you know if you're gonna play Kansas, you need to put points up. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's either you go there, you're going to empty your bucket and come home with zero rounds left in your, in your tank or nothing left in your bucket, nothing left. Or, you know, if you come back with something left, you're not going to win the game. So you field goals aren't going to do it. You can't go with the mindset. You want to extend the game. You got to go with the mindset is all or nothing. And that's kind of how I felt. Like, I just thought there was definitely a few times that I thought they should have went for a touchdown, um, you know, and then like the going for two. So just a couple of questions that I don't think it would have changed the outcome of the game or anything like that. Um, but definitely just like probably frustrating to watch as a bills fan. Cause I know I was pretty frustrated having money on the bills and just obviously rooting for you guys and bill bills mafia. Um, but it is what it is. And, you know, I'm sure he'll never forget that, you know, him, I that there was, there's the image of Diggs sitting out there watching the chiefs, uh, celebrating stuff. So I'm, I'm sure all the bills in there, you know, got this one burned in their brains and they're, they're probably chomping at the bit to come back to a packed, uh, a packed stadium next year. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the, I think the future is bright for Buffalo. Oh, they're going to yeah. be, they're going to be in this position to contend uh, for the next 10 years, as long as Josh Allen's there to keep the offensive line intact, digs, you know, gets a nice, you know, contract, Cole, Cole Beasley, you know, Beezer. Beezer was playing with a broken fibia or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, measly Beasley. What a boss! What a badass! Cold you Beasley. I never rapper, thought I right. No, no, I don't know if I'm ready for that. I don't know if we got time in the podcast to talk about Cole Beasley, the rapper. 
Dude, he has some tracks. Really? Cole Beasley spits fire. Jesus Christ. I'm going to have to find that for the exit track tonight. <laughs> That's insane. I had no idea. Yes. Cole Beasley's right. a little gangster. All right. Yeah. I mean, I know he's a little gangster, but I didn't know he was like fucking was banging tracks on the mic. I didn't know that. I didn't know he's spitting hot fire. All right. So the line, KC three and a half. We got the Super Bowl in Tampa, February. What is it? Seventh, sixth or seventh? Yep. One of those days. Okay. So seventh, February seventh. February seventh in Tampa, Florida. The line is KC three and a half. What is your prediction, Jay? Who do you got winning the Super Bowl this year? Um, this is, you know, this is going to be an exciting Super Bowl. It's going to be fun. Um, I will definitely take the over. Okay. In in this game, what's it like fifty and something? I actually don't know what it's at. I have three. Oh, I think 57, 57. That's yeah, high. I'll, de- I'll definitely take the over in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I, I love, love, love Patrick Mahomes. Absolutely love him. Uh, but I cannot stand his fiance. I can't stand her or the brother. Can't stand the brother either. Yeah. So that's why I'm going because I can't. I can't see another video of them screaming. I can't and yelling. So I'm going and I'm betting against Patrick Mahomes. I'm betting against his fiance, Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going with, uh, and you can't go against Brady in the Super Bowl, man. Are you, you kidding me? This is the magic, man. You can't go against Brady. So I'm going uh, Tampa. Yeah. Well, I love it. I love it, Jay. Uh, do you got a score prediction at all, or at least a, a difference? Uh, 42-38. Wow. I love that. I hope that's the game. I hope that's the game we get. Uh, I will agree with you wholeheartedly about his fiance Brittany and uh, Jackson Mahomes or Jackson Mahomes, maybe I don't know his name, but I the dancing TikTok kid I can't stand it. There it 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 like makes I love Patrick Mahomes, but it like takes away from him, and I I just hate that for him. I hate that for him, and he's making four hundred million over ten years. My man's my man's. What are you doing? See, that's, that's how a lot of people feel about Kelly Stafford. Um, no, they don't. No, <laughs> Kelly Rod, don't you dare. Don't you dare put my girl in the same category as Jackson Mahomes and Brittany Mahomes. Don't do that. You don't even believe that. That's dog shit. That was a low blow. That was below the belt, I'm Jay. Saying. Fucking pounding butt heavies over there. You're losing your mind. I am going to agree with you. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to bet against the Chiefs. Uh you know, if I, I like, let's, let's put it this way. If the chiefs, I could see the chiefs blowing out the box. I don't see the box blowing out the chiefs, you know, that I'm just going to throw it out that way. So I think we're going to find out quick if we got a game on our hands or not. I hope we get a good super bowl. I hope it's close. I'm rooting for that more than anything. A blowout on the super bowl just stinks. It always bums me out. Um, but I am, I too am going to pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I just, I just think Brady's got some sort of fucking magic wizardry going on in this game. And I just think the Bucks D is going to come up with uh, a major turnover in this game that turns the entire tide. Uh, and fun fact, I, I don't bet against Brady in the Super Bowl at all. Uh, some of the most electric bets I've ever won was the, the New England pick, uh, pick Russell Wilson off on the one yard line. And then the other one was when I tripled down on the Patriots when they were down 28 to three, that was the the most I've ever won betting in my life. It was, it was amazing. I am also going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here and I'm going to go 36 to 31 Tampa raises it in their own barn. Tom Brady ascends to football sports, goddamn heaven and we see if he plays again, which I could totally see him doing. 
Oh, he's definitely playing again. I think he's got another year in his contract. Yeah, he's got another year, so he's definitely playing again. All right. Well, that was electrifying. A lot of sports stuff. Let's move into over-under. All right. Well, now that we have gotten all of our sports talk out of the way, let's move into everyone's favorite part of the show, and that is over-under. Um, I just went to check the score of the Red Wings game, by the way, guys. Didn't know they didn't drop till 8.30 tonight. Bad fan, bad fan. Um, so still safe. Wonder who's taking that bet. Wonder what the Wings are going to do tonight. They are fucking plus 190 to win that game. Um, anyways, <laughs> I, I digress. I digress. Let's move into over-under if this is your first time listening. Very simple concept. My buddy Jerry, formerly known as the fat accountant from Cleveland, now known as the over-under specialist and Red Wings correspondent, he sends me – a list of 10 items and me and Ju go through, go through them and tell you if that thing on the list is over or underrated. Jerry actually texted me, Ju. I am curious of your thoughts on this. He could only muster up six topics today, six topics. What? Yeah. I'll take a little bit of blame here. A little bit, like very little bit at like 1 PM today. I said, Oh shit, we're recording today. Not tomorrow. Can you send 10? And then as we were getting ready to uh, set this thing up to record, I, te- I noticed I didn't have the email yet. And normally he's pretty quick with them. And I was like, hey, are you still able to send? And then um, he texted me and said there was only going to be six. Um, and he gave some real like, you know, working Cleveland man accountant excuse. He goes, my bad. Can I roll with six? I'm fucking swamped. And that's all I got. I've legit been working 16 hour days for two weeks. Let me roll with six. I'm sorry. They are good ones, though. So, oh god yeah, i mean hey oh, it's not even tax season yet yeah i mean you know you you ask uh packers fans right now if it's okay just to go to the eight instead of going to the end zone <laughs> let, and let, tell, tell them how you feel so just throwing that out there you know if i can just Jeez, stop. Jerry. tough tough well 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 it, let me just say that these six better be they better five. rock my cock yeah they yeah. better rock me rock Rock my cock. I'm saying it again. <laughs> Russell, my jimmies. All right. Number one on the list. You want to go first or second? I'll go second this time. All right. All right. I like it. Number one on the list. I'm up first. Sky Zone. I I have no idea what Sky Zone is. So Sky Zone is uh, those places like it's a trampoline park kind of, I believe. Okay. Where you just go and you jump on trampolines and either yeah. that or it's like the indoor um skydiving place so sky zone let's just type I, this in it's either the at. indoor trampoline you you were right or skydiving you're right it was um it's indoor trampoline so i never really went to these type of places like uh like just the pure trampoline insanity homes uh they look like a lot of fun for like kids i used to go to like discovery zone if anybody in Michigan or I don't, I don't know if that was outside of Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. We had discovery zone back home. So I like discovery zone as a kid. I used to love those places like Caesar land. Um, I think these are a little different with just like more trampolines, and like athletic stuff. So I've never been, so I can't really give one, but I, but I have to say over underrated. So I'm just going to go with underrated because they look fun as hell for like a kid. And honestly I'd go now. So I'm just going to say underrated because they look fun. Um, I'm going to say overrated because I've known many, uh, couple friends and I've known many people that has blown an ACL in a sky zone trampoline. <laughs> so <laughs> I won't be going to one, yeah. uh, but uh, you know, more power to you. <laughs> all right. All right. So yeah, I mean, fair enough there. Uh, all right. Number two on the list. You are up Jay uh, chocolate covered strawberries. 
um, overrated because I don't like chocolate. Yeah, yeah. But Jerry, I do like strawberries. Yeah, okay, that's good. I gotta um, say, Jerry, these suck so far. Yeah, Jerry, these if they're these next four really better just like, mm, like I'll, they better send, rustle my jimmies. Yeah, they better send a <laughs> jolt of electricity through my balls, Jerry, because these fucking blow. Um, chocolate covered strawberries are underrated though. I do like them. I like them a lot. They're like a nice treat. But Jerry should know if he listens to the fucking podcast that you don't like chocolate. So I don't know if he like really wanted to know <laughs> I like them and what that even has relevance to. Like, but when do you eat chocolate covered show? Like, do you like do you do like is it like special occasion? Like, when do you sit and eat a chocolate cover? When was the last time you ate a chocolate covered strawberry? So the last time I had a chocolate covered strawberry, someone got it for us, um, like for our wedding. Like someone sent us like an edible arrangement with a chocolate covered strawberry and my wife loves them. I don't yeah. like seek them out. And then on our honeymoon, we got them um, like whatever we got chocolate covered strawberries, but I don't like normally seek them out. My wife is normally leading the charge on them and I'm like, Oh, those are great. And I'll eat like one or two. And then you do end up throwing like six away. Right. See, that's the thing. Like the, the last time I had encounter was chocolate covered strawberry was at my wedding. Yeah. You know, I got them, <laughs> send it to my wife's room when they were getting ready. Got to send a bunch of chocolate covered strawberries and champagne up there. But um, it's not. No, fuck I like them. I like. Yeah, but fuck Jerry. I, I like them, but I definitely don't seek them out. So you know, I mean, I can be swung the other way, but I like them. Number three, you are up. This, this is no, fucking, you're up. I, I just went first. No, I did. You went first on the first one. I went first on the second one. So the third one's you. My bad. So <laughs> number, I forgot yours was just so quick and I already knew the answer. It felt like I went first. So I apologize. <laughs> number three, uh, this is so dumb, Jerry. And I want you to just remove these from the fucking over-unders because it's just stupid. The joke is dumb. It's dumb. I hope you're listening. You better be listening because you need to improve on this fucking shit list you gave us. All right. Number three, tricep pull downs. All right. Another stupid workout that I haven't done since high school because I don't fucking lift weights or work out. I did used to do tri pull downs quite a bit in high school because I was a big beach workout guy. Tri pull downs, curls, uh, bench press, uh, and, and sit-ups or ab shit, whatever, whatever just gave me the the, the beach look, the beach tone, that's what I did. But tricep pull-ups, like today, fuck off. They're overrated. You got to have nice tries, dude. Uh, I do I'll have nice with, tries. I'll go with underrated. Who doesn't like a good pair of tries? Oh, I wonder if any of our listeners are sick of the ninth week of, in a row of getting a, a fucking workout in the over-under and then me saying it's overrated and you saying it's underrated. I wonder. I think, I think Jerry is just pulling straws today. He was, He's just... All these workouts. He said they're good ones. He said these were good ones. This is pathetic. Number yeah. four. Number four. Uh, you're up, right? Y yes. Okay. So I don't know why I just lose who the <laughs> fuck is up. Number four on the list, Anthony Mantha, Detroit Red Wings. I bitched about him at the top of the show. Um, I honestly can't say. So I'm going to go with he's playing professional hockey. Not many people can play <laughs> oh, professional God. Oh, hockey. God, so I'm going to go with underrated because yeah. of his profession. That, uh, thank God that's not the premise for the whole show. Cause we would, <laughs> it would be the softest show uh, out there ever, you know, while well, he is in the pros. So, you know, we've never done that. Um, Anthony Mantha right now is completely on my overrated list. I love Anthony Mantha and I hope he works out, but he is playing very bad. I mean, this is supposed to be one of the cornerstones of our future and he is not, producing right now and in that Chicago series 
he's playing fucking patty cake with Yanmark right on the goal line. Uh, and he just got bodied, which he should never get bodied because he's a big fella, and he got bodied on the goal line, and Yanmark scored a goal on the wing. So, Mantha, man the fuck up, man. I like you a lot, and I think you're awesome, and you just need to play better. So you're overrated right now. You're completely overrated right now. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> Love that. Number five. <laughs> number five, uh, horse racing. Horse racing. Um, I'm going to say – you know, there's a lot of aspects you can take with this, but like the times that I choose to engage with horse racing is very fun. So I'm going to say it's underrated. Like before the Hazel Park race racetrack got knocked down, it was a lot of fun to go bet on ponies at the Hazel Park racetrack. That's a real blue collar. That's, you know, that's a, Ooh, yeah, that's a WT. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a son of a plumber right there. That's oh, yeah, installing, that's, that's installing a lot of tanks. Yeah. You want to figure out how to, yeah. You want to figure out how to clear your septic tank. You go to the, the racetrack at Hazel Park and you bet on ponies and that is what I would do. And it's, it's fun. And whenever I do the Kentucky Derby or like watch the Kentucky Derby, like that's a lot of fun or the Preakness Belmont stakes. Um, and I want to go to the Kentucky Derby. That's on my sports bucket list. So I'm going to say underrated horse racing. Um, I will say, cause I have, I have been to the Derby. I have been to the Belmont. Um, I've not been to the Preakness. Um, and there's this great one in San Diego and Del Mar opening day. It's awesome. Absolutely awesome. Um, went there. The, that was the first horse racing, big horse racing event I've ever been to. Went there. We're training in San Diego. Went there with uh, like five of my teammates. And before we got there, like at nine, the first race was at noon. And by noon, we already knocked through, knocked through six, uh, you know, five bottles of vodka. Oh, so uh, yeah, a go, great time. Go ponies, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, back home, you know, there's this nice little track there. You know, you can go on on Thursdays. It's uh, dollar hot dogs, dollar burgers, and dollar yeah. beers. You yeah, watching bet on the pony. There's nothing better than that. You know, it's just a nice little day. You know, you go out. But you're right, though. It is a definitely not um excluding the derby. The yeah. The, the Triple Crown and like the Del Mar, these local races, they're definitely blue collar, son of a plumber um, kind of events. But uh, yeah, I'd say it's underrated. Yeah. Um, and yeah, real gritty crowd, real gritty crowd. The last time I was at the racetrack was the day Gordy Howe passed away. So I just took horse number nine every time. Um, I didn't win anything, but I still did it in honor of Gordy Howe. And you know who goes to the tracks? Real degents. Oh yeah. Yeah. Us. Uh, so we go to the track. That's why we're lo- That's why we spent the most, the longest part of over under has been spent on the track here. So, and then well, we- is it, is it the best or is it the best question Jerry got so far? It was, it was definitely the best one. I mean, it was way better than fucking sky zone. Nice one. All right. Number six. And apparently the last one on the list because Jerry's been working too hard or something lately. I don't know. Over under specialist. He's going back to the fat accountant from Cleveland. If he's spending six out 16 hours a day being an accountant, in Cleveland, I don't know how you can call me over and only given us six topics for over under. I don't know. Yeah, you can't be a specialist with that. You can't do it both. Yeah, you can't get can't have it both ways. Number six, uh, sweet potatoes. It's on you, Jay. Sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes. Uh, I know I'm gonna. I might get my black card revoked. 
for this, <laughs> but I, I, I said overrated. I've never had sweet potato. You never had um, them? No, and I never had. I've never had sweet potato pie. You know, that's why that's definitely going to get my black card revoked. So yeah, we got a lot of we got a lot of black listeners. I'm sorry. Yeah, you may have, you may have lost that though when you said you were like a big Nickelback guy. That one definitely didn't hurt your, hurt your black credibility either. <laughs> <laughs> uh number six sweet potatoes are so overrated i think sweet potatoes suck ass i hate sweet potatoes i'm never intrigued at a restaurant like oh we have sweet potato no sweet potatoes blow I, I i seriously hate them they're like mush and orange and gross just give me real fries and real potatoes they suck um so that's the end of the list because jerry fucking so i got a quick question food. yeah um we got before, time yeah i got a question um over Rated or underrated Jerry's list today? Oh my god, overrated! <laughs> Especially the way he toted it. They're good ones, though. Yeah, fucking. There was definitely. one good one. There was one good one. Yeah, the horse race. That's the only good one. That's and it. the second good one was my over under of Jerry's list. I mean, if we really want to look at it and like really dust him up, I mean, like he if he listens at all, which he should. Um, we're gonna get a we're gonna get a text at eight thirty tomorrow from Jerry bitching about the fact that we. Dustin well, he's probably list. he's probably still working. So as soon as it uploads tonight, he might jump on. Who knows? Um, the the ch- the chocolate. He knows you don't like chocolate, so he knew that he knew one answer already when he said it. He knew the lap pull downs w- with you. Yep. And, well, and he knew you too because this is the same <laughs> bit it's been every week. Like uh, number four, Anthony Mantha. We're in a group chat. He knows I've been bitching about Mantha all weekend. So, so he I, took I, the easy way out. He yeah. knew your. He took the easy way out. Horse you know racing, what, Jerry? I'm disappointed. Yeah, same, same. I mean, just fucking. And then sweet potato. I mean, sweet potatoes and horse racing were the two best ones. And horse racing was a good one. Sweet potatoes was. I don't know. Whatever. It's fine. But, yeah, he made me lose my black card in public. Yeah, yeah, yikes! <laughs> tough over the airwaves. Um, so that's all we got. Jesus Christ! Talk about ending with a thud. Thanks a lot, Jer Bear. Um, doesn't rustle my jimmies yeah no jimmies are being rustled here but um i guess i'll just i guess i'll just sign us out um so if you're listening on apple Podcasts, please review this show and uh give it five stars on spotify don't forget to follow subscribe all that stuff tell your friends share with your friends also don't forget to go to sellthetees.com use the code fizz10 for 10% off the tees that they got on there guys i'm dead serious i'm a tea guy jay's a tea guy now we've been snapping each other tees for the past week they got some great stuff there and they got the tools to make the tea even better so don't forget to go on there a lot of different types of teas caffeine not you can make it chilled however you like your teas they got it. Uh, they're, they're a young, scrappy company. They support us, so we want to support them. If you support us, go support them. We'd really appreciate it. Fizz10 on the website, selvatees.com. Guys, don't forget to uh, tell your friends about this. Follow us on Twitter, TikTok, uh, Facebook, Instagram, all the stuff, all the stuff. We really appreciate each and every one of you. Thanks for listening, and good luck on all your bets this weekend. Peace out. Every step.